0: Hey guys, Eric Lindeen here. I'm the lead pastor of Mosaic Church in Maple Grove, Minnesota. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you, and that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message.
1: Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. Here we are. I got some uh, Starbucks here. Got the Grande Caramel Macchiato. It's my favorite. I love that one. I also like black coffee. I have that every day, but today is different. Today's special. Um, yeah, it's so really good to be here. Uh, welcome, online guests. I'm super excited to be here, and I just want to invite you to turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. Uh, We're going to be going through uh, verse by verse, line by line, Uh, so I'm excited to go through. Uh, We're going to focus on verses one through nine today, Uh, so I just want to invite you to open the word of God. Verse one says, Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. Things, What you have learned, received, and heard, and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Let's close our eyes and bow our heads for prayer. Jesus, we thank you for your presence today, that you are here, Lord. Thank you for your word. God, I pray that you would speak to hearts and minds. I pray that you'd remove distractions. And God, I, bring that, I pray that you would bring clarity to your word, And thank you, God, that um, you brought everyone here today safely, Lord. Uh, And just in the state, Lord, we have a lot of snow. It can be dangerous, God. So I just thank you for traveling mercies. And uh, we just want to ask you to speak to us today, that your word is living and active. Thank you for all of these things. In Jesus' name, amen. It was a brisk Saturday morning in November. And I was working on my senior project, uh, finishing up in college, and I was working at a caribou here in Maple Grove, um, and I was just working, I was really anxious, I was really struggling. I had to write a 30-page paper, and it's a pretty, pretty sizable paper. I picked a topic that I wasn't super interested in, and I just was like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done a business proposal, like a 60-page thing, or maybe you've done a senior project, I don't know. Um... But I just know that that can cause a lot of anxiety and stress, right? That can cause pressure. I had worked all these years up until that point, And this is the last thing I had to do. And so, man, it was, it was a challenge. I just remember being really anxious and worried about it. And uh, I just, like, throughout my life, I've, I've struggled di- at different times with anxiety and stress. And I don't know if you're in that same boat. I don't know if you've wrestled with the same thing. I think peace is something we all want. Whether we realize it or not, we run to things or people or lesser comforts to find this peace. It's something our souls desire. Comfortability, security, and stability. But when trials come, how do we respond? James 1, 2 says, we are to count it all joy when when we meet trials of various kinds. Notice that word that says when, not if, but when. So that's kind of some challenging news, right? How do we walk through trials? How do we, as followers of Jesus, remain intact? How do we move through the storm? I think peace is hard to come by. In our text today, I'm really excited, and Pastor Eric has already unpacked some of the historical context, but I'm gonna give us a few reminders. The Philippians were under opposition in Philippi. They were um, being accused, right? They're you know, there was a church and then they're in an urban political center and there was internal unrest. Um, Suffering is kind of the undertone of the letter as a whole. Both Paul and the Philippians are suffering for Christ. One is in prison, that's Paul, and then the other is in a city, in a metropolitan area. Something to note about the city of Philippi, it was like a Roman colony and so as a as a follower of Jesus, at the public events, you were basically in a space where you had to admit that the emperor was Lord or savior. Now, imagine that, like being in a place where you have to admit that. And that's where the breaking point happened. That's where the rubber met the road with his faith. And I think, man, what are those experiences in our lives where we're gonna hit, like where your faith really hits the ground and you're like, wow, I'm really challenged now. Um, and that that's something to keep in mind as we're reading these things, because he's encouraging them, don't be anxious, don't be worried, don't be afraid. Verse 1 says, to stand firm in the Lord. That word, that Greek word essentially means to stand firm and hold your ground. It doesn't necessarily mean you're running forward, taking ground, but it doesn't mean you're moving backward. You're, You're standing firm, and he's encouraging the believers who are experiencing opposition to stand firm. Now, verses 2 and 3 are a little disagreement, and we don't know exactly what that disagreement was about, but we do know that it was important enough for Paul to include it in his letter. It was important enough, and this is at the end of a letter, and in ancient writing practices, what you would include at the end of the letter was very important. It it showed that there was something going on there, and it was important enough for Paul to mention it. And if we trail back to Philippians 2, uh, you know, Pastor Eric preached on unity, and I think it's a good reminder that he's he's still encouraging them: be unified, agree in the Lord. And I think when when you're under opposition, man, when you're unified, you're that much stronger for Jesus. You know, when the waves come, and and you know, as a body of Christ, our witness is that much more impact impactful when we're unified. So after his exhortation to these women to agree in the Lord, he enters into some. Exhortations. And this is the next part we're going to spend a good amount of our time this morning in verses four through seven and then eight through nine. The first one is to rejoice always. The Greek word for rejoice is kyrete, and it means to be glad in the Lord. Rejoice can mean singing, but it also can mean a deep inner sense of gladness. And it's interesting, they're under persecution, but he's saying to be glad. Huh. I just think it's interesting that Paul's, it's almost like he's, the fact that he's saying it means it's possible, right? It's, it's, it's actually possible to do that. But we're going to get into, like, how, how do we actually rejoice in the Lord? How do we have peace in the storm? The second one is to let your reasonableness be known to Everyone. One of the commentators I read says it this way Even when persecution is not present in the modern context, then these admonitions provide a guide and an attitude and conduct that the gospel requires of believers. We should rejoice in both the good and the bad times and should have a reputation for gentleness rather than a vengeful retaliation. What a challenge! I mean, there's so much going on right now. What if we responded in gentleness? What if that was our gut reaction? I know that's hard. I've struggled too. Like your 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 natural is like, oh man, frustration when somebody pokes or prods at your viewpoints or you see something that offends you or somebody's maybe even attacking you directly about your faith walk. It just I mean, you know, that can happen in a family context, but that can also happen in the workplace. You know, I've seen it in my own family where there's people who don't follow Jesus. Persecution can be anywhere. And it's not just limited to Paul's day. So it's not about whether we go through a trial, but it's how we go through a trial. And that's kind of what I'm getting at today. How do we face these trials and have peace in the midst of them? Verse 6, uh, well, verse 5 says, The Lord is at hand. It the, means the Lord is near, the Lord is close. Paul's saying, the Lord is close. And then he says right after that, don't be anxious about anything. Big or small, little, it's anything, whatever you're going through. And that's, I think, the third one is it's just really an exhortation to be free from anxiety. We're called to live a carefree life. Gordon Fee, a famous, well-known New Testament scholar, says in doing so, he, Paul, borrows from the Jesus tradition that the children of God are to live without care, not uncaring or careless. So it's not that you don't have cares. It's just that you're not anxious about them. You're not worried. There's kind of a fine line. and It's hard to discern that sometimes, but I just want to encourage you, like just asking God for guidance. Okay, Lord, is this, is, am I going into worry now about this? Because it's okay to care. In fact, we should. Um, it's, it's the love of God in us that compels us to love our neighbor. So why shouldn't we worry? Well, I I think first off, God knows our needs. God cares for us. He knows our needs and is able to provide. I love what the gospel of Luke chapter 12 says, for all the nations of the world seek after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom and these things will be added to you. So it's really a call to seek first. And I think in my life, whenever I've been anxious or worried, I'm, I tend to always focus on that, and then it takes me off actually the mission that Jesus has given me. Like, if I'm worried, if I'm anxious, I, I know there's, there's no shame, like I've struggled plenty with it, but what God's shown me is that, man, if I focus on the mission, he's able to like, give me more grace, more, more power to do what he's called me to do, even in that fear, you know? And so, I guess worry doesn't add anything and it, and it really takes our eyes off of what we're supposed to be doing just a little side note on worry but what we are invited to do from the text is to enter into prayer concerning these matters that are concerning us we should not expect the peace of god if we are never if we never enter into conversation with him about that which we are concerned about i just think like we shouldn't expect the peace of God if we never talk to the God of peace. Because like, we're going to get into, I'm going I'm to share why, but, and it takes practice, right? This isn't something that's going to be overnight, but a part of it is you working out your salvation with fear and trembling. And that's what Paul says earlier in the letter. He says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling because it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure, Simply put, God's working in you, therefore work out. It's a working together. It's not just you, and it's not just God. I've been in this place where it's just like, I want to, it's all me, or then it's all God. No, it's a little more gray. <laughs> and I hate, I know, it's not fun to know. <laughs> it's not It's not the easy way, But but Jesus is with you, and it works, it happens. So my encouragement today is like, Lay the backpack down. I don't know if you've ever carried a backpack that's heavy or maybe a briefcase. Anxiety, in Proverbs twenty twelve twenty five it says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. So the answer to your prayer might not be instant, but it is sufficient because God is sufficient and he's gonna take care of you. It's a promise from the scriptures. He cares for us, therefore, we don't have to be anxious. I love that phrase in everything i that really challenged me this week. Am I willing to give everything to God, even the little things? I, I just think it's easy to think, oh this isn't <laughs> this isn't big enough compared to this person's problem, like, I got this thing I'm wrestling with, and it's like, don't compare. God loves them and you equally. You have your struggles, they have theirs. And sure, it might be worse, but I just wanna challenge you guys, like bring those requests to God, even in the little things. I've seen God answer prayers that were so small, like, okay, Lord, where do I go today? Where am I gonna work today? And he answers a prayer, and I end up going to that place, and then something happens. But yet, like, it was a small request. Even in the little things, whether it's a job change or whether you're just trying to decide, it could be anything, The invitation is to bring your whole self to Jesus. Everything. And everything present your requests. So verses eight through nine is what I like to call the mental filter. Um, I just got this, when I was reading this passage, I just got this idea that like, there's so much that goes through our minds, but we need a filter. We need something to catch when there's something like not good we need to be able to recognize it, and I love verses eight through nine it says, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable if there's anything in excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things and so in order to draw near to the God of peace, we need to set our minds on things above I know that's not it's not easy trust me'm I'm, I'm trying to work this out right now and it's challenging, but like Man, redirecting our thoughts, what would it look like if we redirected our minds? I don't know if you guys make coffee every day, but I use a filter, and if I didn't use a filter, those grounds would be in my cup, and I, that doesn't sound good. Um, think about an air filter in your house. What if you didn't have an air, air filter? Um, there's just so many, I mean, and so think about your mind, right? Same thing in your mind, like what if we, we gotta have a filter? just to catch those thoughts. And I think in order to be people of peace, we not only need to pray, but we need to be setting our minds on God. You know, it's, it's a both and. It's not enough to just pray. And, and I love what Psalm 1 says, that the man who has made his delight in the Lord, his delight in his law, he's planted. And when you're planted, it's hard to be uprooted. And so when the waves of life come at you, like Pastor Eric said, when you're soaking in the word of God, And meditation might be reading for you. It might be just thinking. Some of us are more cognitive. It might be watching a sermon, whatever it takes for you to get into God's word. I think that's where we gotta be and then you're planted, right? It's a process. Planting is a process. Um, And there is fruit when we do that. So take on the filter, right? Let's put the filter on. I think it's gonna be helpful for our minds. God has called us to peace, to be people of peace in a world of anxiety. I know there's like so many, there's so much going on right now, and it can be easy to be overwhelmed, but I think this peace is like a wall, and it protects us. So the peace is a promise, but it's also a person, and that person is Jesus, you know, I think sometimes I've gotten into this habit where I'm like, oh, I want, your, I want your peace, Jesus. I want what you have for me, but, like, I'm not actually going after him, because he's the one who has peace, and so if we actually want peace, Jesus is there, and he'll bring it to you, but being in, being in close proximity to him is going to bring that peace. I like to think of it as, like, uh, you know, Minnesota, we have bonfires, and uh they do, everyone else does too, but I feel like it's especially special here because, like, when it gets cold, super nice. So, like, in the picture of fall right now, and it's fall, it's cold, it's like 42 degrees, and you're sitting outside, and there's a bonfire, and you're over here, and you're like, man, I'm really cold. Why? What, what should I do? And then you know, we got you, maybe your friends are over here, and there's a bonfire, and, and you're like, man, if you're never willing to go near the fire, you're never gonna feel the heat and i think the same goes for jesus he lives inside of you but if you never draw near to him you're not going to you're not going to feel the warmth you know and that's not shame that's it's just the reality you can live with someone but never talk to them and how do you get to know someone you talk to them and prayer is talking and this is what this passage is inviting you to bring everything you have to god in prayer and that's that's the application i want to draw on today is prayer, and I know that's simple, but it's actually, there's more to it. Prayer is conversation with Jesus. It doesn't have to be this, you know, complicated regiment. It's simply conversation. I love what the text says. It says, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Gratitude totally changes your perspective. Like, I think it's a constant battle to think about what's not right versus what is good. It's a battle. Trust me, I I face it every day, focusing on the negatives: what's wrong, what didn't they say, what didn't I do right? Again, you know, and you hit those. I mean, we all have those things where you knew not to, you knew what to do right, and so I think it's like, man. What if we focus on giving gratitude and praise to God before we petition him for what we need? I think, just try this out. Try praise and then petition. I think praise should always be our our focus. Man, Jesus, you're so worthy of praise. And guess what? Then in my asking him for things, that even changes. What I ask him for and how I ask him actually changes when I'm praising God, when I start with gratitude. I think of the Lord's Prayer our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Paul's inviting us to give thanks, to have gratitude. Psalm 100 says, we enter His courts with Thanksgiving and His, his house with praise. I know for me, I never really experienced the God the, experienced the presence of God when I'm grumpy, when I'm frustrated. And it, there's a place to be frustrated, trust me. I'm not saying dismiss those emotions. I'm not saying never be frustrated. But what I am saying is, man, when we draw near to Jesus, thank him for what he did on the cross. Start simple. Thank you, Jesus, for your shed blood. Thank you, Jesus, that I can be a disciple today. Thank you, Jesus, that I have the hope of the world inside of me. Thank you, God, that I have the Holy Spirit living with inside of me. I just think, man, when when you realize who's inside of you, man, things change. Like, literally, you, your confidence, your identity, everything changes, but that's, what, that's the promise as a follower of Jesus. When you accept him, his Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. That's the presence of God, and in the Old Testament, that presence was in a, a, an ark, and that ark went around, and it protected people, and in the same way you are protected, God's presence is inside of you, and you can be confident in that So let's present our request to God. I want to encourage you to find your reset moment. Maybe it's on the way to work. Maybe you're driving your kids to school. Maybe, maybe it's just when you're making breakfast. Life can be so complex, and we need that moment where we hit the reset button. I think gratitude is great for that. You don't have to journal it out. I like to write things out. But you might just say, God, thanks for the morning. Thank you for your presence. And whew, man, it wipes away the negativity um, over time. Earlier I mentioned James 1 talks about count it all joy when you face trials. So I want to encourage you, whether you're in a trial or you're coming out of one or you're about to head into one, it's going to happen, but I'm trying to give you some keys to maybe entering into prayer when those trials come. God is close at hand. He's going to walk with you through the trial. Paul was literally in prison so I think we can trust him we can not only cuz it's God's word but because of his experience. Like this dude is literally in chains and he's encouraging people who are under persecution and he's saying, "Man, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." That's the key. It's not that trials don't come, it's how we go through the trial. Peace is a person and a promise. And we can't have the peace of God if we don't have the God of peace. Draw near to the God of peace. Talk to him. Engage conversation. And the good news is that he wants to help us in our anxiety. And that he is strong in your weakness. He's calling us deeper to dependence. And I think Paul's contentment came from his dependence on God. It was never from himself. I think it's easy to glorify Paul as this like superhuman and sure, yeah, he maybe had the presence of God. He did great things for Jesus, but he said, I was content in insults and weakness and hardship and trial through Christ, through Jesus. So whatever you're facing in your life right now, I just want to encourage you. God knows. God sees you. He loves you. And he wants to help you. And he's right there to call on. I want to invite the band to come up. So I just want to Challenge us to, like, what if we actually did this? What if we actually started bringing our needs to him? I'm thinking, what kind of provision stories would we see in our church family where God comes through, where he provides? It's incredible. How much peace could we walk in? Imagine if we were to face our trials in confidence knowing that Jesus is with us. I love the promise. It says, the God of peace will be with you. Let that sink in. And it will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So we can't have the peace of God without knowing the God of peace. I just wanna encourage you today, if you're being weighed down right now, if, whatever it is, I wanna encourage you in this next song as we're singing to just maybe have a moment with Jesus, tell him about that thing that's on your mind, that worry, and lay it down at his feet and exchange it. And thank him for who he is, because man, when we're praising, we're positioning ourselves in faith that God can handle it. I know who God is, right? Man, because when God is big, I know it's cliche, but our problems become a little bit smaller. It's not that it's not a problem, but it's that my God is so much bigger than the problem. He's so much stronger, and he is able. He is faithful. He's right there to call on when your need need becomes much. I want you guys to know that Jesus is with you today, that his Holy Spirit is inside of you. It's a really... I was just thinking the other day, like, hope is inside of me. <laughs> Man, everyone else wants hope. Everyone wants to look forward to something. Man, I got hope inside of me. And as I water that seed of hope, it then grows. As I water that seed of peace, it then grows and grows, and then I'm able to walk in it. I want to close in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, Thank you for your presence. Jesus, thank you that you know exactly what's going on in every circumstance, in every situation, Lord. And God, I pray that everyone here would be able to take that which they are worried about to you and that they would lay it down at your feet. God, you care for our needs, Lord. And I pray that we wouldn't get lost in seeking after the things of you without actually seeking you. Because you are the the prize. You are the treasure. You are the gift. (laughs) You're the best, Lord. So we wanna seek you today for who you are. Thank you for what you've done on the cross. And I just pray that you would alleviate anxiety, that you'd break chains, that you would heal our minds, Lord. God, thank you for your presence that wipes away fear, that wipes away any issues we have, Lord, and we can trust and lay them at your feet. Again and again and again, Lord, may we not be discouraged. May we be the persistent widow that continually brings her request to you, God. Again and again and again, no matter how many times it takes, Lord, I pray that we would be relentless, Jesus, because you are close by. We give praise to you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your word and your mighty name. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on the Mosaic Maple Grove podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thank you to everyone who gives to Mosaic Maple Grove. Your generosity allows this message to go out into the world You can be a part of the Mosaic tribe by going to mymosaicchurch.com. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thanks again for listening. Grace and peace, my friends.